This is a podcast by The Straits Times. And just like that, we're down to the last month of 2023. The year has seen a host of memorable sporting action and with that, there have been several sporting highlights from our Singaporean sports stars. We've had plenty of joyful moments to witness from the successes of Singaporeans at the SEA Games and Asian Games, most notably Shanti's record-breaking year, which saw her break new boundaries at the World Athletics Championships and at the Asian Games in Hangzhou. Others like bowling world champion Darren Ong, swimmers Toh Wei Song and Yip Pin Siu, and Wushu world champion Joe and Lim have also had memorable years. But the youngest of them all to enjoy a bountiful 2023 is 17-year-old Singaporean sailor Maximilian Mader. Hi, I'm Deepan Raj Ganesan and this is Sports Talk. In today's episode, I will wrap up 2023 with Max Mader, look back on his successes over the last months, and look ahead to 2024 that may just end with an Olympic gold medal. Max, first of all, welcome to Sports Talk. I just want you to start by describing 2023. You know, how was 2023 for you? For me, personally, it was it was a great year. I mean, there's been a lot of lessons learned and there's been a lot of ups and downs. And I believe more so ups than, than downs, really. But it's been great and I'm very happy with how it's been going so far. And I have only things to look forward to until the end of the year. So when it comes to a year-on-year thing, like do you usually sit down and set targets uh, for the upcoming year? And, you know, what were your targets coming into 2023? Well, I don't really have a a ritualistic target setting. Uh, It's more so that there are big things happening that year and you might want to, you know, gear yourself up for those specifically. Like, for example, this year was the World Championships, uh, the first Olympic qualifiers for us, or the Asian Games. Uh, things like that where, you know, it's, it is of importance that you do well there and so you gear yourself up for those. I guess that could be the yearly goal in a sense. Okay, perfect. Before we get into, you know, your achievements for the year, I thought it would be cool to ask you what you thought your favourite sporting moment of 2023 was. Well, for me personally, I'm closer and closer to the sailing team of Singapore. And having a fellow teammate, Ryan Lowe, win his first Asian Games gold, I believe, after working so hard for so long, really means a lot to me to, to see such a, such a person close to me do so well and have that as my fellow countryman competing in sports, right? Fellow athlete in Singapore and a sailor. And so that, that was quite, quite the highlight for me, especially after such an exciting regatta at the Asian Games. Fantastic. You know, you travel quite a fair bit in terms of competing and training. You know, I'm just keen to find out how much of uh, Singaporeans in action do you follow uh, when it comes to other sports and how much have you been able to watch those? I wish I could watch more, really, but I haven't invested as much time into, you know, trying to find the channels to to look through them. I, I know the big ones, of course, because everyone talks about them, but more so I'm, I'm aware of what the sailors are doing because I'm in touch with them. But otherwise, I am a little absorbed in the competitions that I do. So, you know, it's been quite a big year in 2023 for Singapore sports. Um, Shanti and, and our bowlers are, are just two people that come to mind. Uh, what does all this success mean for you as, as a fellow Singaporean in sports? I feel like Singapore has great potential. I mean, I, I really do. I think that the people, the mindset, you know, just, just the infrastructure there and the, the culture that we have, it has great potential to be able to be at the world stage of sports. I mean, similar to, you know, Switzerland, where 
they don't have that big of a say, population and, and that, that big of a geopolitical influence. It's like having this, you know, small country fight in you to stand up and show it's, it's about the people and it's about what we can achieve with, with our dedication. And I feel like Singapore has that potential and seeing that slowly come to fruit is wonderful. That's a wonderful answer. Now let's have a recap of your 2023. Uh, and let's start with your third straight youth world championship title in July. Mm-hmm. You know, how different was this one compared to the two that came before? Uh, and, and do you expect to start off this way? Well, I would say that that title this year meant more in terms of competitive strength because you have multiple high-level athletes who are in the youth category competing there. So for example, the fifth and seventh place at the World Championships, you know, competitors at the World Championships, fifth and seventh or fifth and eighth, which are by no means, you know, weak competitors, were there um, giving their all for the Youth World Championships. Fantastic. And, and you know, when you answer that question, I'm just keen to ask you about sailing as a sport. Do you feel like over the past year, uh, there's been more attention on, on the sport, especially here in Singapore. Uh, do you feel that more people have asked you about things pertaining sailing? And how, how much do you think the sport has grown also over the last year? So I believe, you know, having sailing and, and our class be an Olympic sport helps a lot to get it into this sort of more mainstream audience and, and, and having people being able to enjoy what sailing is about. It may not be as exciting to watch as some of the other sports, but I believe it has its own beauty. And to be able to have our sport of sailing grow, you know, as a sailor myself, it, it means that I'm happy, of course, right? To have your sport grow and to have its reach grow is always very fulfilling. Okay. And of course, one moment that you will never forget, you know, arrived in August uh, when you got your first senior world title at the Sailing World Championships, a world champion at just 16. Did you ever set a target for yourself that, you know, you would win uh, the world championship at 16? No, what exactly did that moment feel like for you? Well, of course, you know, it, it, it was a wonderful moment for me. And I hope for everyone who was around me as well, you know, that they enjoyed it as much as I did. It, it was nice to see that everyone coming together, you know, the people that supported me, my coach, my training partner, Singapore standing behind me, having it culminate at such a moment is much more deeply fulfilling than just the victory itself. And of course, you know, such a goal is not really something that you have the ability to aim for and achieve just like that. It, it comes together from not only your own efforts, but uh, from efforts of others. And I believe that always a little bit of luck plays its role and having the fortune to be able to try multiple times and have it work so early is, is really, really something that is a pleasure to experience, I must say. Just to take you back to that very day when you became world champion, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, after that you had time to reflect and all, but what did you feel like on the day itself? Was it more of shock, surprise, or it was a case of you fulfilling what you thought you could do? I would say it was a mix of just pure elation, you know, <laughs> being, being very happy, and then of relief that, the people that have put their faith and trust in me and have helped me that I didn't let them down and that I brought uh, happiness and joy to them as well. What does it mean to be a world champion at 16 in a sense where 
Do you feel that competitors who, of course, can be much, much older than you, you know, do they see you differently after that? Do you feel like you garnered some respect in that sense uh, after your World Championship victory? I couldn't tell. I mean, that's for my competitors to decide. For one thing that I know is that, you know, I treat my competitors with utmost respect and they are there to help you in a sense. And I hope I'm there to help them to show your work and your competitive spirit because without them and without the organizers in a sense, you have no way to show your prowess in something that you spend so much time cultivating skill in. So them being there and competing alongside with you, of course, it is a competition and they are your competitors, but also they're your greatest friends in, in a sense that without them, you wouldn't be able to have such a wonderful experience and such a, let's say, platform to show each other how well you cultivated this skill of your specific sport. So, you know, I for sure respect them even more after such a competition. Uh, they've shown me, you know, how great having good competitors can be. And I hope that they will continue to enjoy competing with me. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to my conversation with Singaporean sailor Maximilian Mader. And of course, we cannot not mention the fact that your world title actually came a day after, I, I believe, you qualified for the Olympics. <laughs> so, so it's such an important week. Uh, but, you know, how do you separate that? The fact that, you know, you win a world title a day after qualifying for the Olympics, you know, which, which meant more to you? That's a great question. I think they they equally mean a lot as an athlete. Um, personally, I guess the event for me was more about competing at the World Championships and not qualifying for the Olympics, if that makes sense. It, it, was, it was about doing well at that competition and not getting into the World Championships. I, I, I think that makes sense, yeah. I understand, yeah. So I was really just trying to you know, focus on the competition. And so having my mind off of pretty much anything except for, you know, staying staying relaxed and calm and trying to compete as best as I can was what was going through my head at that point. And then in September, you followed up all these successes by winning an Asian Games goal. <laughs> um, you know, how different was this one? Um, and also, what does an Asian Games goal mean to you, Max? I mean... An Asian Games gold to any athlete in Asia, of course, means has to mean a lot. I mean, it, it is the pinnacle of sport in Asia, in my opinion. It's like the Olympics for Asia. That's, that's, that's how I see it. And so it is an experience of an environment where it's the games, in a sense. You know, you have all the infrastructure and organization around it. It is that once every four-year period. And it's an experience where I must say, you know, as an athlete, it's, it's an honor to participate in. And it means so much to be able to to have participated there and win it. It's a, it means a lot. I can't, I can't, I can't say much more. It's, it's hard to describe in words the atmosphere that you experience for an event that happens only once every four years and with such prestige. And all these things that I've mentioned, the Asian Games goal, the world title, the youth title, and all this culminated with you getting a nomination for World Sailor of the Year, which was a huge thing. And I think a lot of Singaporeans, you know, really gave you uh, the credits for that. But I'm keen to find out all these things that I've mentioned but if I ask you, what is your own moment of 2023? You know, what ranks as the highest of the highs? You know, what would it be? That's a great question, actually. I, I haven't put too much thought into it. But I think 
having the consistency to show over the year is very rewarding. So it's not a single experience alone that made me very happy. It was having a consistent performance that was really what made the year a highlight for me. So, you know, each time that I could go there, compete and have the fortune to do well, made me, you know, one step closer to experiencing that highlight of a rewarding feeling of, of you know, an athlete having that experience of, wow, you know, I've, I've put this much time in and this is the reward that I get, right? Away from sailing, you know, how do you think you have grown? You know, how does 2023, you know, define in terms of your growth? Personal growth. Well, I guess being an athlete teaches you a lot in life. It's like having a life experience almost, right? Life school, where you learn discipline, you learn how to organize yourself, you learn how to uh, work towards something, work together with people. And I must say, for me at least, it's also a process of becoming an adult a little bit, right? Because rather than experiencing other things, I, I experience it through sport. And becoming a more well-rounded person and turning slowly into an adult is a very valuable experience for me and, and that I get to experience it through such a nice sport and, and with such wonderful people. Uh, it is a privilege, really. Fantastic answer. We've talked so much about 2023. Uh, we have to talk about what's next, which is 2024. Of course. Uh, you know, we all know what Singaporeans are looking forward to. We know what you would be looking forward to. It comes with it, pressure, you know, excitement. It's a chance to become uh, the second Singaporean to win a, an Olympic gold medal. I, I think you've set the bar with what you've done in 2023. How much are you looking forward to that Olympics in, in 2024, Max? In 2024, well, you know, it's one of the pinnacles of an athlete's career, right? Going to the Olympic Games, uh, competing there. And if you are one of the lucky few, you, you get to be on the podium as well. But I guess most important thing for me, is that I get to go there. I get to represent my country. And while I'm doing that, all I'm trying to do is go there and perform my best and come back and say, you know, there's nothing more that I could have done. That is obviously a very difficult thing to do. And even if you have won competitions, in my experience, there's <laughs> it's a harder goal to fulfill, to be happy with how you've done, at least as a very competitive person. So I think going there and preparing the best I can for it and trying to not let anybody down, I guess, you know, including myself, is going to be a big task, but it is what everyone expected. So in all the nervousness and excitement and pressure and whatever else comes with such a monumental experience, the most important thing is to remember that out of the other side of the experience, whatever happens, I want to know that I can be happy with what I've put in and that I haven't let down the people who have expected. Max, no doubt it's, an, it's a very inspiring answer. Uh, but I have to ask, you know, tell me you've at least dreamt of an Olympic gold medal at least once in your life. What athlete doesn't? I mean, you know, if they are going to compete, at least they're going to have the thought of it. But concretely, having such a goal is, of course, the the, the pinnacle of an athlete's career. But it also means that you have a lot of things that change the way you look at competing. If you want to go for a gold medal, then you care about your results. And if you care about your results uh, over, let's say, how you compete and how your performance is, 
then that might lead you to things like you know going to protest competitors for for rules that they have infringed and and not by you know competing better than them and doing better than them on the actual race course but you know, trying to get them on on technicalities or rules whatever the technicalities may be right sailing is a very rich sport and so there's not only you competing on the water a way to win in a sense so i would like to do it in the cleanest and fairest way possible with integrity and with care and to come away from the performance with a clean conscience i guess in my opinion which is only done by you know going there with the aim of performing your best and not getting the best result all right max down to my last question uh, which is basically what is your new year's resolution new year's resolution ah well <laughs> i don't do them i mean we wow okay why i that's a good question why don't i do them you can have a resolution and you can have that as a motivation to stick to your goals of course but i must say i'm a little weaker than everyone else cuz i i tried to chase my goals as best as i can and having to stick on top of that another thing that you have to do as a responsibility I, gets a little overwhelming for me. <laughs> so, our family has decided that uh we just enjoy the new years in each other's company and afterwards we go back to trying to chase our own goals. Fantastic. Max, as always, it's been wonderful speaking to you and I I speak for many Singaporeans when I say we can't wait to see you develop even further <laughs> as a person and as a sailor in 2024. Uh, congratulations for the year that you've had. You've done amazing work in your sport, uh, and here's to a much more wonderful 2024 for you. Thank you very much. That was a podcast by the Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A W E D I O.